This is your September 2023 astrology report. September is a month where we become aware of a cosmic process of reconfiguration that is ongoing. The theme of September is bringing justice to the energy strands. Being ushered in through Vesta, Ceres, and Pallas, this concept of not only spiritual justice, paying attention to what happens in the spiritual realm and the esoteric realm is coming to the forefront. We have been living in a society for the last few hundred years where the mainstream thinks that people who talk about the soul, people who are aware of energy, people like us who get excited about the planets are woo-woo, and that we are somehow participating in a secondary form of knowledge. Well, my friends, this knowledge hierarchy is a result of some social constructions that came into play in the last few hundred years, and just as everything else is being reconfigured, so too are they. There is a place in this world for spirituality, and it's right up there next to science. And part of where we're going this month is to begin discovering ways to integrate a holistic perspective on self, society, and the universe into our own lives. This is part of what it means to be an awakened human, friends, to see the multiple layers that we engage in, to participate in them, and also to find ways to wait, live more in alignment with one another and planet Earth. Come on in. Let's have a chit-chat about how these themes are going to be showing up in the month of September. Well, hello. Welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is me, Katie Indy Crow. And today I am here to talk to you about the astrology of September. Yes, my friends, the theme is spiritual justice. The theme is bringing power and acknowledgement back to the importance of esoteric streams of knowledge. It is about recognizing the power of this earth as well as discovering our own inner depths and souls. You see, we have been living in a world where we have been in great separation, where things like rationality sit on one side of a supposed spectrum, whereas on the other side, you have things like spirituality. And to be one means that you are not the other. This has been something that has created a lot of ideological distress in people. And the continued separation of people from their souls as well as meaningful conversation and connection with Earth is one of the main factors that leads to depression, feeling disassociated, feeling disconnected, and feeling like there's nowhere to go in this world. One of the things that is happening as we make our way through this great awakening is that we are awakening not only in the soul to parts of our own sacred self, but also to the mystery and to the magic of it all, and to the fact that it's all been there all along. You see, right there in plain sight has been everything. We've just basically been ideologically constructed in our world to either not see, not value, not acknowledge, or for some people to feel ashamed if we were interested in these types of things. And so having been a social anthropologist who actually had to leave her career because I knew that the things that I was saying especially about space a few years ago, were so out there that I'd never 
get an academic job, I feel like I know a lot about what it is like to sit on this line between what it is to be spiritual and what it is to be rational. And that's something that I'm going to come back to later on in the report. The theme or sorry, the outline of the report today is going to be as follows. I'm first going to start off with a little conversation about the context that we are walking into this month. Context is everything. We have some powerful planets to move. You want to know what those are. After that, I'm going to talk about some of the main themes that we are going to be approaching and experiencing in our lives this month. This is not something that is just this month. Much of what we are experiencing and what I'm going to be talking about today, we are going to be seeing in the cycles and the rotations of the planets while we have Mars in its north node and Venus in its south. These topics that I'm bringing forward today are things that have caused pretty fundamental ruptures in our society and in our spiritual lives, and they really are what we are going to be working to bring back in order as part of healing this planet, raising its vibration, shifting consciousness. This is one of those grounded application points of it. And so you will see and feel and hear and experience this stuff coming up for about the next decade or so. But we are finally at this point where spiritual knowledge is coming to the forefront as valuable again, where esoteric knowledge and the idea that there are other worlds or that there are properties and energies to a plant to a tree to water that can somehow help this thing we have called a soul is revolutionary and i know that all kinds of people out there in the audience hi hello 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 we all know that this is already a thing but as we see this reality take hold what we're also going to see is people learning how to take better care of themselves we're going to see people standing up for themselves and also being able to understand how to look after planet Earth a little bit better without getting duped. This is part of our graduation. So without further ado, oh, yes, I <laughs> I got excited. So we'll do the planets, the general outline. Then we're going to do the themes. And then after the themes, <laughs> I will talk a little bit about ways that you might like to connect to it. And that should be about it. Before launching into the summary of the context of the planets this month, I just want to send a quick shout out to everyone out there who is part of the Crow Medicine community, especially those of you who visit crow-medicine.com and who support uh, the Crow Medicine Buy Me a Coffee page and all of my various projects. My website traffic has quadrupled in the last couple of months, and it's because you are sharing my work with people and helping me get the word around and I'm really enjoying getting to interact with you and the texts and the emails and the sessions and everything positive that has been coming from it and never underestimate the power of your like or your share or your repost even if you're not seeing any activity on it social media is weird these days sometimes they hide it what you're doing and obviously what I'm doing too is working and I just wanted to say thanks because it really does mean a lot to receive your recommendation and to be experiencing the benefits of it. So let's rock our way into this conversation that I promised we would have about the astrological context that we're walking into for the month of September. So first off, we have to remember that we just had our node switch into Mars so that or with um, Aries in the north node. So that's Mars is the leading planet there and Libra is in the south node. And so we're going to have a lot of talk about Libra <laughs> and Virgo this month. So right now we're in Virgo. 
So Mars entered Libra in late August. This is important because Mars, the action planet, is also now in the planet of transmutation of the South Node. The South Node is karma and their past experiences. And so this really plays into this idea of reconfiguring the relations that we're going to be experiencing over the next few years. We just had Uranus, the planet of soul healing, soul sparking, turning retrograde on August 28th. So that is an introspective move where people are going to be able to find different parts of themselves if they are ready. We have Mercury retrograde, which just came on board on August 23rd. Note that Mercury is the lead planet for Virgo. So we are currently working in Virgo right now, today, at the beginning of this month. We are preparing for equinox right now. And really, a major thing to just keep in mind always is that Mars and Venus are going to be that dominant conversation that we will be having for this next year and a half while they are in that node position. This month, as we are going through the planets, what you're going to see is that we have a lot of movement in what are considered the feminine strands. Now, when I say feminine strands, yes, that does mean things affecting women, but this is a lot bigger than that. This goes down to the fundamental ideological organizational divide that garners the English-speaking Western world. And so I'm going to take a minute and talk about that because we are, as I said at the outset, reconfiguring where we put soul, where we put esoterics, where we put rationality, where we put all of the layers of society that once sat in a particular form of hierarchy into hopefully what is a more cohesive, holistic form of understanding social order. Okay, so the main thing that we have to take into consideration is that when I'm saying the word feminine in this particular sense, it's feminine with a capital F. So that does take into account women, but it means a lot more than that. So in the system of binary opposition, which is the system of meaning making that garners and is the foundation for the English language and how we figure things out, it's I am what I am based by virtue of what I am not. That's kind of how that goes. We have this whole hierarchy of knowledge and this hierarchy of existence that is set up. And so within that, one thing is the ideal and the other thing is known by virtue of its not being that ideal. Shout out to Udo Krautwurst, my anthropology professor <laughs> in my first degree. This was one of the things that he taught us really well when we started studying semiotics. And so if anybody's interested in this, just look up semiotics, look up the term binary opposition and go on a little bit of a deep dive about how the structure of language helps to shape how we think about and relate to other people as well as ourselves. And so within this particular structure of language, obviously there's a structure of knowledge that goes along with it. And in that structure of knowledge, we have the feminine representing intuition, native, localized or indigenous forms of knowledge, spiritual information, emotions, earth communication. So living in balance with earth. It also represents concepts to do with power together. And as you know, the planet Venus. Now, supposedly on the other side is masculine. Masculine is rational. So this is knowledge via positivism. And positivism is considered to be way better than intuition or native localized and indigenous forms of knowledge. So too on the masculine scale are academic and institutionalized knowledge. This is considered to be 
the top form of knowledge that you can get to in society. And so instead of spiritual information, which is considered to be really good in the supposedly only feminine side, we also think on the masculine side in terms of fact and scientific information. Um, so if you think about someone like Francis Bacon and how they shaped what gets considered a fact, it's heavily influential in terms of the divide of what gets perceived as masculine and feminine and the hierarchy of knowledge and operation in our society. So then we have, instead of being in earth communication, like we are with the feminine, in the masculine side, this is earth domination. We own the elements. We do not live in alignment with them. And within all of this, instead of there being power together, as in the feminine spectrum, there is power over in the masculine side. And of course, in this perspective, the masculine energy strand represents and is represented by Mars. Prior to moving on, it is important to establish that these terms, masculine and feminine, do not represent just men or just women at all. Of course, there is a masculine-dominated energy strand still presenting itself in that institutionalized, hierarchicalized knowledge where men are still the people that get the most funding. They're still the people who get the better jobs. They're still the people who get paid better. But it's about something more than that. And it goes back deeper than just the context that we would apply it to today, which is where people are trying to figure out gender relations. What this roots back into also has to do with the subordination of different forms of life ways um, where people who believed in relating to the earth one way or people who had a certain set of spiritual beliefs were thought to be less than other people. And that became a reason for them to be dominated for their land to be taken from them and for them to experience things like real life genocide. And so this whole idea driving this idea of rational thought, this was one of the underpinning undercurrents of colonialism. And so, yes, that's uh, happened a couple hundred years ago, but we are still very much living the legacy today. And that legacy dominates the way that most of us have had to relate to even to feelings of spirituality and soul. I know that and I'll address this later on in the report that there are lots of people out there who felt that they had to choose one or the other. I know myself as a person who is an academic and also a spiritual teacher, I, I did have to make a choice because there was no way that I would be able to talk about the things that I wanted to say, even the things I'm saying here, uh, and maintain a university lecturing position or get hired on a lot of research teams. Now, I believe in a few years time, and it's starting to happen now, research teams go out looking for people like me, a spiritual teacher who is interested in participating in things. But it's a really weird relationship because I'm an academic too, but only if I was being brought on by another academic would I ever be able to get the money or the funding or the support to do things like talking about how energy affects real life, even though I probably know more about it in a grounded sense than would be the institutional affiliate who would have to land it. And that's one of the ways that people have been kept out of forming holistic knowledges. And that's one of the ways that the academy has maintained an illusion of separateness and being above different forms of knowledge, like what is esoteric and what is spiritual. And stated very honestly before moving into the next session as somebody who has had to spend her life studying both i'll be honest it's the esoteric knowledge that is more difficult to wrap your mind around and 
I think that part of what we will be experiencing in our society, like I said earlier, in the next 10 years, is a reconfiguration and a reawakening of respect for the types of things we're talking about here, for the types of things that got relegated as feminine knowledge. And it all starts here. Okay, so let's chit chat about the major themes that we are going to be experiencing in the month of September. And then I'll tell you exactly which dates they'll be coming up on. One of the big main themes that will be probably most apparent is this whole idea of the reawakening and the return to communication, conversation, and connection with the soul. This whole masculine-feminine separation thing has also had a real-life impact on people who are out there who are living in male bodies because you most especially more than anyone in our society has been told to stay away from your emotions and to stay away from your intuition and to stay away from your inner world because doing that was somehow considered girly and for whatever reason that is apparently wrong uh, and that leaves scars on people and I wanted to do a little shout out to you. I know I'm going to be talking a lot throughout the context of this podcast and astrology report about what gets recognized as feminine strands. Recognize that this exists in you as well. And that as we move into other months, we're going to go back to Mars again. We're going to go back to Jupiter. We're going to go back and handle some of the other more masculine oriented things. Right now, this is part of how you're going to be able to reawaken and reconnect to this loving, nurturing, safe earth connection that exists within yourself because your soul is there, your emotions are there, and getting connected to both of those is part of how you feel the eternal connection to all that is. That's one of the secrets of how it all works. And so we're definitely going to be healing from what it has been like to live in a world where we really were disconnected from all of that. And part of what that means is that we get to step into the joy of being in love with the world again and that's a really important thing and so as i am going forward for talking about the main themes this is something that has been really near and dear to my heart because i have lived the energy of a lot of these dreams and i know that a lot of you out there my audience have been too i have a lot of people who are healers out there and caretakers and people who are blueprinters of various formats and so Please hear yourself in this story and know that you get to give yourself a little pat on the back. Remember to connect to your highest harmonic expression of all of this energy and move forward. Get the new, graduate, and experience a more clear, pure reality. And here we get into all of this language that is going to talk about the feminine but doesn't exclude men. The first thing that we have to think about context-wise, as I said in an earlier segment, is this month we're starting off with the sun in Virgo. And so wherever the sun is, that is your dominant place through which all of the other tones of experience are going to be coming through. And so Virgo has a number of different representations culturally which help us to understand how this thread of energy has been lived in life and thus also helps us get a better reference point for what it is that we're shifting from. So Mer the Maiden, Dyke, and Persephone are three figures who are closely related to Virgo. So Demeter is the Maiden. So she is the goddess of the harvest. She is responsible for things growing, for people reaping their rewards, and for uh, really communities and societies to be able to survive into the next season. She is basically one of your primary 
feminine representations of the good. She's the bountiful harvest. So another representation of Virgo that we hear less about, she is Dyke. Dyke is the Greek goddess of justice. And now, interestingly, both Demeter and Dyke had some pretty serious things happen to them that made part of their story be not so pleasant. In the case of Demeter, or Demeter, however you want to say it, Demeter, she had a daughter. Her daughter is named Persephone. And so at one point, Persephone was kidnapped by Hades, the god of the underworld, and he took her and he held her hostage. Now, Demeter, obviously devastated because her daughter was nowhere to be found, stopped doing what it was that was her job in terms of supporting the harvest. She, as a god, had things to do that would mean that humans on Earth would be able to actually get these plants up out of the ground. And so a drought began, and eventually Hades her back to work and was able to get Persephone back above the ground, but except for just one part of the year where she was forced to go in human servitude and sacrifice to the other world to do whatever it is they couldn't do on the other side. I'm not sure what that is, and I wish I knew what it was. Dyke, she is responsible of justice of all of humans on Earth, and so at one point, humans started to fall from grace. What that means is that humans stopped doing what it was they were supposed to be doing in order to stay in cosmic alignment with Creator. And so as she saw this going on and the destruction and the chaos that was about to begin, Dyke said, peace out. I'm leaving Earth. I'm actually leaving Earth and I'm turning my back on you humans. Now, in my opinion, the goddess of justice is back. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that as we move through. One of the key things that is being brought up by Persephone, Demeter, and um, and Dyke is this whole idea of, you know, the role of the feminine, role of women specifically in this regard, as being important to the spiritual process and as being important to the everyday process, even though you can't necessarily see specifically what we are doing, we are there holding space, which... I know to some people sounds like an airy-fairy term, but if you had any idea what goes on in the astrals around a place, you would think and understand that we are warriors. Anybody who holds space for someone well, and especially somebody who would be holding space over an entire society, would be somebody who would be fighting demons all the time. And so, you know, there comes a cost to the person who has to do that. It's not easy. It's hard. And I say that from personal experience. This takes time, effort, you lose sleep at night. It physically messes up your body. Like they try to take over your mind. It's insane. And so, you know, this whole idea of leaving for because of this and also of, you know, having your daughter taken away from you or being forced into the underworld to do the dirty work of other people or, you know, having something that was really important that you were there supposed to be teaching people about having them turn their backs on it. These are things that have happened that have wounded what you would call the feminine energy strand. And so, yes, this has happened to women, but also any of the peoples who were responsible for holding the knowledge and the information about protecting Earth and caring for Earth as, as a sentient being who was murdered or experienced a genocide also would have experienced that kind of an energy. And so we are having a reckoning with that, and it is coming forward. One of the other things that I think is important to think about as we move through this, is that we are going to be moving later on in this month to the constellation of Libra. 
And this is where I and why I get the idea that we're going to have the scales of justice, because that is what Libra represents. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as we come up to Libra. I'm going to talk about planet to planet, the alignments and what we're going to be experiencing next. All right, let's talk about the major alignments that are going to happen in September that are going to help us move through this energy. September 1st, we have a lunar occultation of Neptune. This is going to represent the illumination of inner depths. We are who are finally getting there for the first time because they no longer feel ashamed to, to do it or afraid. And this is going to be also for people who've already been there experiencing a whole new level because you know how this goes. It always gets more deep if you want it to. This also has to do with healing of shame and repression from people making fun of your spiritual beliefs. This is something that a lot of people out there, myself included, have experienced. And that's by people who just weren't wise enough yet to see the world of energy <laughs> that we did. And sometimes we forgive them, sometimes we don't. But it's important for us to move on and to be brave enough to think and feel what we want to because this is really about our soul. Some people are going to be having a new connection to psychic or intuitive skills. If you have been looking on developing that, I am about to start teaching a class on intuitive energy alignment. It's going to begin in October. If you want some information about that, email me at katieindycrow at gmail.com. I'll put my email address in the description. It is exclusive in that I don't blast the information all over the internet about it, but I, uh, I'm embracing new, new students. So if you want to be one of them, let me know. Maybe we're a good fit. This also represents the masculine embracing the feminine modes of thinking and experience. So Again, it's not just men <laughs> embracing, you know, things like feelings, but it's also about people like scientists in, in embracing things like intuition and recognizing, hopefully, that they can't dominate the intuitive world just because they're deciding to pay attention to it right now. We're already here. We've been doing this for a long time, and oh, we'll watch for that power relationship. I've worked in a lot of research teams, and unfortunately, what tends to happen with science and scientists is that they just come in and take everything. But, um, you know, they can't take what they can't understand. And so I guess there's a little bit of protection there. The next big one for this month is on September 3rd, 2023, Venus, our dearest Venus, is going direct in Virgo. So you just heard me talk about Virgo. That's the maiden. That is Dyke. It also has to do with Persephone. And I think one of the things that we are going to get here is for those of us who've been carrying these wounds, a lot of healing. You know that? Things are changing in the world around us and this is all isn't stuff that's about to happen this are things that are already in the process there is a strong connection to universal love that is available to us to harvest through virgo through the maiden we just have to put the energy of cultivating that connection in so if you have been doing things to try to feel and connect to the universe or to try to feel and connect to the earth Keep doing them. It is like making a friend and it is a slow, gentle relationship. This could also represent feminine energy. So the intuitive, emotional, esoteric connection is gaining more importance as Venus goes direct in Virgo. Again, we will be revisiting this little topic of finances and resources as well as the home space. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. On September 4th, we have Jupiter going retrograde. This means amongst other things, a change of luck, or more accurately, a change of cosmic fortune. Things have been going in a 
way that one form of knowledge, one form of being, one way of experience was being dominated by another. And that was creating a lot of discomfort for us. And I personally feel that there are a lot of people out there who are still living in positions where they're feeling repressed by what would be considered that dominant mode of thought or way of existence or or exploited within it. And I feel that this is a moment where some of us are going to experience rapid change in our lives, but part of it is going to come not necessarily from like a big flashbang event, but from taking stock of what is being shown to us, taking stock of the resources around us like the Venus might encourage us to, but also going within. On September 13th, Pallas enters Libra. This has to do with the spiritual justice part that I was talking about earlier. Pallas represents that feminine agility and expression. And so that's in the feminine form, but also of spiritual form. Pallas is all about spiritual justice. And I think that it's got to do with awakening to the spiritual injustice that has been happening in this world and a return of the true reckoning process. I know that not everybody knows this, but our universe got broken. And so did our solar system. And part of what we're doing through all these alignments that I talked to you about and all these adjustments is healing the human archetype and healing our relationship. The planets are healing. All of this is all of these are sentient beings who are reconfiguring their relationships as well. It's, it works a little differently, but we're going through a toning, a true toning. And one of the main things that is going to be good this season is that the order of creation or the way that our universe is supposed to work has been restored. And what that is going to mean is that things are going to start making sense again. There are a lot of spiritual trickers out there. There is a lot of people working through the distortion energy spectrum to take the gifts that are being grounded by people who represent that feminine energy spectrum. We have been being robbed and we are about to get what is coming to us in a very positive way. And in fact, I think we're going to get what we've been calling to us ourselves for like years, decades. So on September 13th, Vesta moves into Cancer. I know it's another feminine representation, but remember, this is part of all of us. Although really, Vesta is definitely associated with people like the Vestal Virgins or just the flame, because in some configurations, we didn't even get um, a body. Vesta represents the hearth. Now, it seems underrated, but the hearth and the magic you create at home, and what you can do for yourself and your people is the most powerful magic. People are all about, oh, I want to learn how to talk to this guide or, you know, do this space travel thing. And it's like, okay, so what do you know how to protect your soul? How do you protect your partner, your children? You know, like, what do you do to call this or that towards yourselves? And these are the things that people don't get taught because of the devaluation of things like home, the devaluation of things like even learning how to take care of your home base and spirituality and always seeking for this outside, outside, outside masculine driven like weird i'm not gonna go any further so this has to do with spiritual protection and protectors and i think them coming into more focus being a spiritual protector is not an easy thing so this is animals this is people like me and this is people like some of the people who are out there listening to this or who are out there in the world there are actual real life people who spend all day every day taking care of the energy of the earth and closing out gateways of things that would like to eat your soul. And 
it's not that fun all the time and we don't get a paycheck for it but that's not because our labor isn't valuable it's just because in this world order that's been set up due to this whole irrationality thing we are currently invisible until a couple hundred years ago we were advising kings and queens we were involved in the running of governments we were consulted all the time and that's because our knowledge was viewed as powerful like when think about what the festival virgins are they were the keepers of the entire civilization's spiritual well-being and so one of the things though that comes with this and this is something i have experienced in droves and some of you out there have too is that man sometimes because we're hidden and even though it's super important people don't know that it's happening we will still do it because we don't want the negative outcome to come and that leaves us in a position where we get exploited sometimes and you know one of the things that people say like as you're going through evaluation and, val and valuing what happens in your life well if you're getting exploited it's your fault you know if you have such a hairy heavy load to carry that you feel like you're going to drown it's because you took too much on but you know somebody who says something like that uh, yeah sure sometimes that's the case but then there are other times where we are living in a world where people have been spiritually brainwashed or hyper rationalized to the extent that they don't even think they have a soul and we are like you know people like me we couldn't really do our work as well as we can right now for the last few hundred years we truly are emerging out of like a really dark spiritual time and this is part of the reckoning that all of this represents and i'm talking about this not to be whining about it i actually feel more valued right now than i have for a very long time so i think it's a good time to talk about it but you know when it comes to getting things done there are people who are always going to show up and do the job because they know that really terrible things could happen and that can be in any kind of work and there are then also other people who unfortunately are going to manipulate that and who are going to sit back and who are going to watch you struggle or who are going to take whatever they can learn from you and then go turn around and turn a profit on it because they don't have to take the time to rest and recover from doing all the crap that they had to do because or that you had to do or that I had to do because nobody else was doing it. And this is the energy of Vested to me. It's just like it's heavy. It's been carrying a lot and it needs to be represented or I guess recognized or acknowledged that there are people out there who carry a lot of weight. And when we can support the people who support us, things get a lot better. You know, it's really hard to stay strong spiritually and to do a good job <laughs> when you're being like, bamboozled and hunted and hurt and if you have to go out and get a job i i know one other thing that i've experienced as a person seeking value and valuation in my community at one point you know it's like well why don't you just go get a job again okay well if i go get a job i'm not going to be able to do what i have to do for the universe there's there's no way and then you know you expect us to just be there like not necessarily just me but somebody in my position to just be there for you 24 7 but you don't want to pay us like is that really fair do you pay your mechanic i mean i do all kinds of spiritual work i guess that you would say for free that's what my website's about i help people every day but like at the same time come on we can't be treating each other like that and this is another part of the reconfiguration <laughs> so i talked a long time on that one maybe you got tired of listening to it maybe you needed to hear it let's move on on september 15th series enter scorpio so remember that on solstice we had a series alignment as well so this has been something that we're working through series represents the mature woman and appreciation of their presence work and knowledge 
represents the mother. So that's our mother, Mother Earth, who we are as mothers, if we are them. Uh, this is, is um, somebody who is viewed as equivalent to D Demeter or Demeter, who I talked about earlier on. So she is another person that is represented in the harvest. Do you notice how women are represented in the harvest? And one of the things I think this has to do with is highlighting a connection of passion and deep emotion to our harvest because it's happening in Scorpio. And this is kind of where it goes back to the reconfiguration part. There are a lot of us out there who have been living under the thumb of a world order that just wasn't very kind to us. And as we have been finding our grounding, we realize that we must rebirth ourselves. And so does that mean that we will find ways to be economically productive? Yes, it does. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Does it mean that we're going to find ways to be ourselves spiritually in another way? Yes, it does. And that's a great thing. Allowing ourselves to adjust, to change, to shift, to see, to be seen, to value, to be valued, to experience and to express is what this is all about. And it's as we find these pockets of cohesiveness and connection that we really find where the sweet spots of life are. So on September 23rd, it's equinox. And so that is a balancing point. If you recall, equinox is where we have half of the day in dark, half the day in light. And that's the northern and the southern hemisphere. And this is a balancing point within ourselves, which is extremely relevant to this whole Mars-Venus journey that we're on in the node switch. This represents reconfiguration of spiritual and social order. This represents divine law and custom taking a new step into our forefront. And it really represents just another toning of all of the themes that I have been talking to you about throughout. Now, after and around solstice, we have, or uh, solstice, equinox, we have some mercury alignments. I'm almost done. I know this is super long. Almost done. <laughs> so mercury represents deep inner world communication as well as Neptune. It's just different strands of that. And so when we have Equinox and Libra happening um, with our Mercury alignment happening on the same day, which it is, what happens along with that is that I see us experiencing justice and balanced communication and information strands. So this is where I really feel that people are going to start getting more excited about integrating scientific and spiritual knowledge. I know I'm really excited and interested in it. And that it's going to take a more... Um, accepted turn it's going to go fast i see the binary division and hierarchy of knowledge being challenged i see this moment as us planting seeds for an expanded narrative that includes soul and valuing esoteric knowledge now is it all going to happen overnight no but it is going to happen and i do think faster than some of the other changes we may have experienced did once souls are awakened at the mass level that they have been you people can't deny this and people can't run away from this and so Boom. Experience the love and self-connection. I also see us having potential disclosure on key medical issues, um, but I'm not going to say any more than the, on that because I don't want to get deplatformed. So the final date I want to talk about for this month is September 29th. That's a full moon in Aries. So this represents cosmic balance, relational purification. For feminine, this is going to be feeling more clear masculine energy. And for masculine, you're going to feel a little bit more of a grounding touch point because it's been a pretty feminine e month so remember that aries is ruled by mars and so this full moon in aries is also helping to touch us back to the key key teacher for this next year and a half which is mars i feel that those of us who are ready will be finding peace with masculine expression 
So that's within ourselves as well as other people and finding really healthy new ways to do it because the masculine expression is not a bad thing. It's powerful. It's beautiful. It's good. Having said all of that, overall, September is going to be a good month. I feel happy. I feel excitement. I feel that it is positive for the order of creation to unroll. I know that there are a lot of people who are having their soul awakenings because I've been a busy little crow as a psychopop guiding people to where they need to go on the other side as well as in this universe. If you are looking for material to help ground yourself positively, I will link an article here has some meditations and it has some soul compass guidance that you can use. So if you have the book and are training on that, this is some more information on how to apply it in your life. I'll keep giving that. Other than that, I am happy to communicate with people and do consultations. If you require personal support, email me at katieindycrow@gmail.com. As I said, I'm also gathering people who are interested in a new intuitive energy alignment offering. If that's something that sparks your interest you don't have to commit just ask for more information but i do ask that you get in touch with me personally and i will send it to you i am being called to get my little butt back out into ceremony this is my 24 7 i am really happy about this energy i hope that you appreciated that i went back to the once a month astrology reports if it sees some love i will continue on with this format all the best and come on back for some more material soon. Your girl, Katie Indy Crow. Thank you.